I'm Jimmy Lewis, and this is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday, the dirt bike podcast where we talk about motorcycle and motorcycle-related products. In Tech Talk Taco Tuesday number 48, we have a couple of awesome special guests, Johnny Cannibal and Kendall Norman, uh, fresh back from the Dakar rally, and we talk about what it's like to work on a race bike. Uh, Jimmy goes on a little KTM infomercial. We hit on the XR650, and we talk about the battle between the Honda CRF450X and the 450RX, as well as answer a lot of the questions that you have. And I have two experts to help me out, so it can't be that bad. This show is brought to you by... Climb has been with this show since the beginning, and I really appreciate that. What I like even better is that the gear is super awesome. I've been wearing it since the beginning. Uh, it's evolved a bunch. It's very durable, um, really good fitting. They have features on their gear that are pretty much uh, industry leading. And I appreciate that because that's what I wear when I get to do fun stuff and I'm comfortable and I like almost everything that they make. So if you are looking for a change of gear or you're looking for the best gear, I think uh, you won't be disappointed by trying Climb. So give them a look. Also, Kate's Real Food. They're the maker of the Kate's Bar you always hear me talking about. This is real food, real energy. It's just the best thing you can have out on the trail when you're hungry. You know, So I carry them in my fanny packs. I carry them in my jacket pockets. Um, I have them stashed all over the place. I'm like a chipmunk, always you know pulling out a Kate's Bar. So if you are looking for some Kate's, uh, you can always email me, and I might be able to give you a little discount code. So when you're hungry... Look for a Kate's bar. Along with Taco Moto. So you've heard us talk about Taco Mike on the show. He's been a guest host a few times. Taco Moto Co., that's how you find him on the web, sells a lot of the kind of cool and unique tuning products that you need to get your emissions-compliant bike running up to snuff. So if you have questions, he has answers, and he can also sell you the stuff. So if we can't answer the question here, which we hope we can. Maybe he can answer the question over there, and he can also sell you the parts that you might need to get your especially KTM or Husky dual sport bike uh, running like a champ. Anyways, it's tacomoto.co and DDC Racing. That's Delaney Drive Components. They're makers of very strong, durable, chromoly, chrome-plated sprockets. If you've seen these things, they look like Swiss cheese, they're super light for a steel sprocket. They last forever. They come with a one-year warranty, and they are built by riders who really care about keeping riding areas open. So if you're interested in some good drive systems parts, check out ddcracing.net. That's Delaney Drive Components. Now, here's the show. Live from the beautiful dirt valley of Pahrump, where we have dirt people and Johnny Campbell and Kendall Norman, along with uh, myself, Jimmy Lewis. This is Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. It's where we answer motorcycle and motorcycle-related questions when I'm not busy talking about myself or how fast I used to be or about me racing. Uh, then we answer your motorcycle and uh, dirt bike uh, questions. I call on experts to answer the difficult questions. Otherwise, I just make it up, and you get what you pay for. Uh, and I got, I got to get back to that guy who, who actually, um, 
sent in a donation uh, on um, somehow he did it through PayPal through an email account I don't have set up over there, but I'll get back to you. It basically means I'm going to refund your money, even though George <laughs> says I should take it and buy beer. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'm joined by uh, a couple of guys who just recently got back from Saudi Arabia. Uh, they probably know way more about the uh, Dakar and uh, Ricky Brabeck's awesome performance than uh, than anybody else. Uh, so I'm super stoked to have them. So if you have questions about that, they can probably answer nine out of ten questions uh, without getting in trouble, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. like um, eight and a half. You got to talk to the talking to that thing a little closer. There you go. We'll put it close to my lips. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you have those kind of questions, um, we can uh, we can work on those. We've got our questions that we pulled off of our YouTube videos. So if you have stumbled across this somehow, other than it being live right now. You probably found it on YouTube. It may be a podcast that you're listening to that we're going to get hooked up. Gabe, how's that going? So far, so good. So far, so good, which means nothing has been accomplished, or at least no problems have occurred in the thinking about what he was actually going to do. Like nothing burnt down. We didn't lose any of our old audio files, any of that stuff. Right? Am I right? Yeah, there's a thumbs up on that one. Um, thanks to Taco Mike, the seed money that, uh, that that has been placed in Gabe's pocket, and I didn't see him for like five days after he left with that. So it obviously, uh, there was enough gas money to drive around Pahrump quite a bit and uh, not come over and um, work on the project. So <laughs> good on that. Um, got a few people in the room. Wow, uh-oh, we're almost to 50, George. Almost to 50 people. You're not... Gonna and so George is live. We have a lot. We have a good crowd tonight. We got George is in here. Um, New York Jim, uh, Logan is sitting over there on the couch. Believe it or not, chatting it up with everybody, <laughs> uh, which is kind of unusual. Uh, Mojave Bob's gonna stand here and groan and and um, you know, cause problems. And uh, yeah, other than that, um, how's it going, guys? We're good. We're on. We're uh, we're excited to be here, Jimmy. Thanks for inviting us to the Dirt Valley. It's the only place to ride dirt bikes, and uh, we love it. So super stoked to be here. And whatever we got to talk about tonight will be very fun and interesting. Hey, Kendall, how how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, um, I I don't know if you've have you ever have you ever watched this show? I'm gonna pour. The uh, tequila here. So you, uh, that's bits and pieces. I watched it live once. So Logan would probably tell you if he talked. Um, part of the 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 job of the co-hosts on the show is when Jimmy starts, you know, pouring this stuff and wants to talk. Um, you have to talk. I mean, pour I, when I pour this and then I don't want to talk, then that's your you know cue to talk. Gives me time to you know do something else. So we talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, we gave it to I gave it to Kendall, so right. I guess I'll talk. Mm -hmm. So he's gonna drink. What do we have here? Uh, that was the last of George's um, Centenario. Oh, okay. So that's the other thing. Sometimes we do on the shows. Cheers, we we do. People. We do. Um, don't shoot it. It's sipping tequila. <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't drink the junk around here. You want some, Johnny? Can somebody find Johnny another shot glass in the? Uh, in the house I don't there. know if I need it. You know, I could just start jibber-jabbering, talking. I okay. really don't talk that much anyway, but... Oh, we're going to make you. <laughs> Actually, doesn't that... That's that's what Faye said. Faye said, give him tequila, and then he won't shut up. 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Did you go to that last party we were at? Oh yeah, there yeah. No, I was there. You you were in the band at the end of the night. <laughs> Me, gnarly Dave, you know. Yeah, the usual the usual stuff. The whole Flash Pants crew was was going off. So um yeah. So yeah, we're finishing off of George's this and then and then uh someone else uh brought us another one that we're gonna take care of here in a little bit. This um uh, Suzanne. That's my tequila nemesis uh bought us the uh, El Padrino. Um, so that one's going to go away pretty soon. And uh, let's see. So we'll start with the questions. So, Johnny, your job is uh, you, you, uh, you, that's the person's name. MP? Yeah. MP. And, and then that's, that's his, uh, that's his uh, question. Yeah, maybe I should, like, hold this out here a little bit further. <laughs> so MP commented, traded in HD yesterday, picking up a 2020 XCW TP TPI. Do you say that TPI or TP2 or is that no, a typo? It's, it's a TPI with an exclamation point because he's super stoked about it. TPI. <laughs> Keeping the 2018 e, uh, EXC 500F wife rides XC 2002. Thumbs yeah. up. So, so he's commenting, commented on our uh, MP was commenting on the KTM 300 video, which we, we get a lot of comments on that. That's one of our most watched videos. So if you're, you're curious about that bike, um, that wasn't even a question. That was just a comment. Now, what is, what does Grant Lingley say? I don't know, but MP, he ought to roll down to his local Honda dealer and pick him up. Pick up a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> <This guy's. laughs> So, yeah. so Grant Lingley said, commented, fantastic review and knowing what a difference the 2020 model is, well, likely my next machine. Not sure which, what he's talking about there, but, you know. I, I think he's saying that, that he liked the review and that, that, that um, he's going to get one of those too, a 2020. I could just comment, do the same thing, roll down your Honda dealer, you know, <laughs> pick up a red bike, and you'll be much happier. Okay. And what does Mike Moore say? Great review. So Mike Moore's pretty pumped on it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, I, I mean, I love those reviews. It, it gets it gets us excited. You know, we spend a lot of time putting those together. We try to make them really informative. And then, and then uh, uh-oh, what does MIPS say? MIPS? I'm getting tired of KTM infomercials. So many other Browns out there. <laughs> so I think, is, is MIPS one of your buddies? <laughs> I told him to call in. <laughs> he just he wrote on the video. He he called he called the KTM three hundred uh, test a uh, video test an infomercial. So just it's just another one of the KTM infomercials. Um, you know what I was going to mention, uh, Kendall is you know you I was you, so you you understand so you didn't know the rule about you when um, I start fidgeting around and looking for my shot glass that you're supposed to start talking. But the other thing I like on this show is Husabergs. And you probably rode with me sometimes when I had a had a Husenberg. Yeah, yeah. When nobody ever rode a Husenberg, you always had a Husenberg. <laughs> do, do you know? Did you notice? You probably did. How much power that thing had? <laughs> that thing had a lot of power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll go right there. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, they have the five seventy specifically has a lot of power. So. <laughs> Kendall knows. Yeah, yeah. He used to give me all kinds of crap for riding that thing. Hey, did anybody see the picture that that if you're watching on Victor's watch party, the picture of that chain and sprocket 
I think it just kind of popped up someplace on my on my screen right here. I want to show you this, Johnny, so you can see this. Oh no, that wasn't. It's 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 not that one. That one's not bad. I've done that before. <laughs> hey, that the Victor, throw that up in the in the chat room on on our on our thing because that that sprocket was weeded. That thing was really really bad. I haven't seen one that bad since Kimball Road to Cabo and back on the same one. An aluminum sprocket. I think they got their money's worth. Yeah, you should have got a DDC. <laughs> we don't. We don't really uh, have uh, too many sponsors and stuff now. So, um, if you if you want to know how to keep a uh, a Dakar bike running, you you should. Um, Kendall, we're going to give out his phone number here <laughs> pretty soon. Um, how was that working on that bike that whole time? Oh, you know, it was a good experience. It was uh, it was a lot of work, and. I was really happy to get through that. Were you was you were you stressed? There was some. I mean, it was a pretty high stressful situation. It was a stressful situation at times, just because of the situation we were in. Yeah, and it was my first time doing that. But I feel like with all the help I had from the people around me, definitely made it easier. Harder harder than being a racer. Uh, is different. <laughs> <laughs> different different level. Yeah. I mean there's there in, in reality there's as much pressure on you as as there is on Ricky. In you know if that bike breaks, you know and it was something you did, how bad how gnarly would that feel? Yeah, no, I couldn't make a mistake and there was you get to the point where you start double checking, triple checking, quadruple checking things, like second guessing yourself, but usually I tried to stay with that bike all the way until I felt confident that Ricky was going to be able to bring her home the next day. And, uh, yeah, that's what I did every day. Yeah. And even if I had to be the last mechanic working on the bike, I still gave it my best. Yeah, no, it didn't. And uh, good good on you. Because, I mean, I, I remember when you when you started coming back and you were working on the Mint bike. And you just, like, when the Mint bike was out here and you guys were testing and just, like, we're in here eating and we're in here doing other stuff and you're in the garage in the garage just just super focused and i like it's the same kind of like level of focus i used to see when you were getting ready to race you know just like you get that like kind of deer in the headlights intensity focused on it so that was uh that was pretty cool um let's see questions uh jimmy the king of the motos wore you down and now you're sick thanks eric um you should have told me that before <laughs> And then I wouldn't have raced it. <laughs> so um, let's see. Jason Abbott, uh, the boys, good stuff. So um, Jason is our uh, Honda media uh, contact. Yeah, Jason. So Brent Asper asks, would you recommend buying a shorter bike like a Honda CRF 230F that fits my wife better or a bike like a taller KTM 250 EXCF and modifying it to fit a shorter rider? Okay, we're going to go around the horn, starting with Kendall. Uh, was it a 230, they said? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, i go 230. Yeah, 230. I, you know, we're talking for the wife, yeah? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I think for for ease of just, you know, not having to put a bunch of money into your bike and, you know, be able to ride a bulletproof bike for a long, long time, the CRF is definitely the one to one to go with you know it's it takes uh the hand of like the old xrs where you just never had to work on them just ride them air cooled starts right up all the time no radiators to bend 
heavy so it's stable um all the good all the good things uh so my take on that is when you lower a taller bike uh they start handling funny and the the honda does is designed to be that height and it's it's all good so yeah you can you can do that when i'm talking it's all it's all good um but if and and I always say everybody's worried about putting their feet on the ground or touching the ground and you don't ride with your feet on the ground. So that should be kind of not your primary concern when you're, you know, doing a bike, especially both feet on the ground. If you can get one foot on the ground, you're fine. Um, so uh, a lot of people kind of do a lot of judgment based on what bike they're going to get based on putting two feet in the ground and may, maybe it's not your best uh, course of action. So uh Yeah. Um, and if you're buying the bike for yourself, but you just want, so, cause you want to have a smaller bike to play around on and you've got to decide what you really want, not just pretend like you're buying it for your wife. Right. Yeah. You yeah. don't want, you know, you don't want to <laughs> pretend like that. I've done that. I'm a culprit. Ask, well, ask, ha- ask Heather how many bikes she has. <laughs> hey Jim, how was Heather's KTM 1190 today? Nice. Yeah. You gave, you gave it a flat tire though. Yeah. yeah, she won't ever know. Yeah, Faye, Faye always says, hey, I, I want my own bike. I'm like, you got 30 of them in the garage. Bring one, just take one. Yeah. So uh, Heather Wilson says she has a KTM 250 freeride, and she loves it, and she's 5'6". So, uh, yeah, Brent, that uh, might answer that question. Eric Featherston says, drink more quality tequila, and you will fear, feel better, at least sleep better. Well, Eric, on that note, um, I am being very careful because the cough medicine I took today uh, told me not to mix uh, it with alcohol. <laughs> so I made sure I took that earlier um, and did, I didn't mix it with my tequila like in the, in the glass. So I'm, I'm doing the rules. Wait, so. this isn't cough syrup? No. Well, the whiskey is. <laughs> <laughs> the tequila will kill the bacteria. Uh, Jackie Hudson Short is on this. Uh-oh, we're going to get picked uh, on now. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, she's ready for Taco Tuesday. Uh, somebody told me, uh, Rodrigo Lope says, good job at King of the Motos. That's. I don't really like to talk about racing, so we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> um. Let's see, CM Johnson, XR650R, the BRP is the best bike ever built. What's the BRP? Big Red Pig. Big Red Pig. <laughs> Regret selling mine. Hey, I have one in the garage, and if I have to go riding with these guys tomorrow, I was actually thinking about taking it out because it has brand new tires on it, and you, it still starts up. You should take it out. I just did a uh, just a little jet tuning job on our uh, our boy Mark Kapelkoff's, uh bike oh yeah, yeah yeah he said he was going to going to pick that thing oh, up yeah yeah hey xr650 made our career We're, yeah. <laughs> we love it too i uh i was xr600 though yeah i wish i could have raced 650 actually i did race this remember i hate to talk about racing <laughs> <laughs> remember the, the 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 reveal ride at vegas torino that we should have won yeah i remember that one well yeah you want we hey you know what that rock the rock that i hit is on the route we might ride tomorrow yeah. I can show you it. It's still there. Coming right into Cottontail. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, XR650 is so much better than the hey, 600. We would have won. We, if I hadn't crashed. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, I I actually think we shouldn't have changed the last tire. I think we should have stayed out in front and tried to make dust. 
and then the, the the potential for them to get past you. I mean, they had us beat on time. Hey, we're talking about racing. Do you know that? Oh, okay. I'll shut up. <laughs> well, was, I was talking about myself though. <laughs> so it's okay, right? Is that did not mix the rules? Uh Scott Lee says, in the car this year, it looked like the bikes were kept under their own tent. Is this a first? Uh no. In D- in Dakar, we always keep uh the team bikes under our tents uh in the bivouac. That's that's common practice and um, except for the marathon days. You know, in the marathon days, yeah, the you have uh you know, like uh, the super marathon was a special one where only the elite riders, they kept their bikes outside in a, a special park. It was outside the bivouac, like like a half mile away. And it was just the elite riders, and they sat out in the middle of the desert overnight. <laughs> Could have came by and rode them. <laughs> they didn't guard. They guarded them. They had a couple camels there. It's all right. <laughs> um, it says, uh, yeah, it says, wasn't there a compound for the bikes to be parked in overnight in the past? No. Um there's there's usually in rally there's never a park for may except for at the beginning and the end of the event and then he says i remember ricky saying that last year someone messed with his suspension overnight that was in a closed park and that was actually a special um that was a special occurrence where they had a liaison and then they had a closed park and then they had to, another liaison on the, the next day. So that was a kind of a, a unique situation. Yeah. And uh, some kid named Preston Campbell just joined in. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he has any questions. Squirrel. You know, you, know the, you know the good thing, Preston, is you can probably ask him questions, and I'll say them out loud, and then he'll probably have to answer them. So <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, Brent is looking for something with more range than a free ride. He wants 100 to 150 miles. So, uh, yeah, you need a bigger gas tank for that. Let's see. Um, what? Something about ice racing and ovals? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think Kendall's the only one here crazy enough to No, you're pretty crazy. You probably do. Ice that. racing? Yeah, have you done it before? I have not. Never done. You done ice racing, Kendall? No, I want to. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be See, fun. You know, it's funny. We were we were looking at the Kendall was looking on the table there, and I have the this thing from American Super Camp, the flat track thing, and he, he picks it up and he goes, "Hey, this looks just like that thing that they give you at American Super Camp, the the how to how to go around the turn and stuff." And I'm like, "Yeah, that is what it is." And he's like, "Oh, I went there." So he's 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 a graduate as well. So uh, and we tried to get the flat. Did I graduate? Um, well, I, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't get a patch that said graduate on it, did I? <laughs> I just walked away with dirty boots. There's mud on my jersey from getting roosted. It wasn't racing. It was, it was training. It was learning a new skill. We would have done flat track today, but we couldn't get a water boy. Uh, Oh, hey, see, now Jason's doing his job. Look at this. Because I, I have to read all these things. He says, the new 2019-2020 CRF250F is fuel-injected, has green sticker, and has all the engine and chassis, has all new engine and chassis. Night and day better than the old 230F. A real motorcycle and real fun. Almost sounded like an ad read, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing his job. Yeah. He's doing his job. That's good. So he he's he's Jason is suggesting stay away from the old 230 by a new 250. And 
I, I putted one around recently and it definitely is a step. It's a better anytime, any bike that goes to fuel injection, like for me is way better. Cause you lose that little bit of lag. Yeah. And I, and one thing about that is a lot of times, uh, those bikes, they sit for a little while and the fuel nowadays really wreaks habit on, on jets. And so that kind of cures that problem. So it's a very nice bike. Uh, you got a date with Mike Sandoval this weekend? Me? Yeah. He asked, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, well, <laughs> I talked to Fabmaster and, uh, he was thinking about racing a district 38 race. Oh, his, in the, in a UTV. His, in his UTV. Yeah. So I know, uh, Mikey Sandoval will probably be down there. Yep. yep. So, uh, yep. Honda Talon, Honda Talon racing race co USA. Yep. I talked to, I was talking to him when I was trying to make mine straight again. I have a, I have an old, older Polaris that I bend up and he gave me some tips. He told me how to he get told a bigger me, bar, <laughs> caster, camber, all that stuff like that. Toe in stuff. I don't know about, um, Kendall, who is your all time favorite chase driver? Oh, for sure. Donovan. Donovan. Donovan Furman. <laughs> you know Donovan? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine God, mine is a, is a, it's a it's a it's between uh Crippa, Eric Crippa and Red. Yeah. For two completely different reasons. Uh <laughs> Crippa cuz you knew your bike was going to no matter what haul ass even if you didn't want it to, even if it was just a pre-runner, <laughs> he was going to tune your bike like all the time and then he was tuning the truck when he wasn't tuning the bike like giving the truck a lower center of gravity by packing packing different <laughs> so it handled the you know those those baja roads better <laughs> that's hey that's important you know <laughs> especially those guys driving as fast as they did yeah but super yeah. fun johnny who's your favorite chase truck driver oh man i've i've had a a number of them over the years but uh you know i think from from tj being angry was, <laughs> i'd say you know, the veins popping out of his arms, to, <laughs> to Kendall's grandpa Donovan, Red Austin. What about uh what about uh um oh, uh from Maturbies? Oh Walter. Walter. Yeah, Walter was pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he was super fun. He was my Italian mechanic in the two thousand one Dakar and then he started coming over to the Baja one thousands and right. sporting. So yeah. he did a great he did it he did a great job. He'd uh he'd he'd uh Bring me a sexy shirt. Yeah. A, yes. chir a chirby sexy shirt. Chirby's full <laughs> netted. You can see your nipples right through it. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't wear them, but you could. Yeah. Speak speaking of uh, nipples, uh, uh, George has a uh, has a tech tip that he wants that he wants me to share with everybody. Um, when you're working on your bike on the lift, because he, he, he brought a lift over here because he doesn't like working on the ground, you have to be careful because the lift can elevate the bike up higher than it usually is. And when you're walking around it, you can tear your nipple off on the license plate. <laughs> so so it doesn't happen when it's on the ground, but maybe unless you're kind of short like George's. But when you lift it up just a little bit, make it easier to work on, you can tear your nipple off. So just a, a, a tech tip that you should uh, you know be aware of. So now now you know. And if you wear a nipple ring, it might be even <laughs> higher danger. I've seen that Rick Havoc, Havoc on guys loading rally bikes before. Oh no, Kendall, yeah. you don't, mm, you, no. don't know, you don't, you don't know how pierced up, are you? Never heard. Yeah. <laughs> our old, uh, our old team manager Raul, he, uh, he was victim. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, Jimmy, do you still have the E Start 650R? 
yes, I do, except the e-start doesn't work. So it's just 18 <laughs> pounds of extra ballast on the motorcycle. It kind of, it, it, if the battery's good, it'll clank and make some kind of noises and some grinding stuff. But um, unfortunately, uh, Alan Roach of Baja Designs like had a few of those, those uh, pinion gears that used to go around the flywheel. And his storage container got broken into, and someone actually stole them. Oh my so, gosh! So, <laughs> and they—I think they had like a hundred or hundred and fifty of them made, and they're never to be made again because they're ridiculously expensive. So, uh, yeah. Anybody want to buy that? <laughs> <laughs> want to buy that thing? Uh, so Kip says, "Great job to all three of you on the Dakar effort." Johnny Campbell, did you get to? Party and sing with the band at the Baja HQ Dakar party. I definitely did. And, uh, you know, I, it was a lot of work over the last uh, several years here and, and to achieve, uh, what I, what I've been calling, uh, greatness achieved is just, uh, you know, on multiple levels, Ricky being the first American to win, uh, breaking KTM's 18 year win streak, uh, Honda's first win in 31 years. I mean, for me, it was, it was greatness and, and it just, it still feels good and gives me goosebumps that, uh, you know, we were able to, to pull that all together. And, and it took a, it took an amazing team, you know, to, to surround Ricky. I, and I knew that, you know, going in with, with Ricky, um, you know, getting Jimmy on board, getting Kendall on board and Hide and, and myself and just surrounding him with uh, a really solid crew. And, and um, that's what it took to get him to the level he's at now. And the fact that he uh, did all the stupid stuff we told him to do, it wasn't really <laughs> stupid stuff, but it seemed like it at the time. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you Why do. are we doing this? This isn't like Dakar. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, it's lessons. It's just, they're just like little lessons that somehow we've had to learn from doing Dakar or doing, you know, or doing it wrong. Do, yeah. 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 We, <laughs> just trying to make it so you make less mistakes. It's really just make, you know, preventing mistakes is like a lot, a lot of what that kind of racing is. It's just make less mistakes, make less and recover quicker. Uh, so Kendall, you got a couple questions here. Uh, Victor says you need to drink two more shots so you can relax. <laughs> and then Jeff wants to know if you're going to go do the Dakar. Hmm. You did the Dakar. So we might run out of tequila <laughs> before, I find, before I relax. Oh, you want to see what I got for Valentine's Day? Here, try this. You finish that one first, but this is good. It's, uh, it's uh, Heather got that for me. It tells you what's in it, too. It's like all natural and stuff. I think most tequila is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Looks looks nice. Um, yeah, I did, I did do the Dakar. I lived the Dakar experience, and it was something. And we'll see. You did the you, you you did the training too. Yeah, I mean we went all in, like Johnny said. We put we put the work in, and I haven't been here as long as Johnny, but we put a lot of work in, and uh, yeah, it was really good to get the results and the rewards that we got from it. Yeah, I'll have you know he can navigate too, even if he doesn't have a GPS. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how you were keeping up with us that day, but <laughs> you can't, you can't just just. Beating me up the whole time. <laughs> just kept, kept kept trying to make me ride faster, and I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, it was good times. Uh, let's see. Tom Ben Veveren says, "Hey guys, tomorrow is Preston Petty's 79th birthday. That makes him almost as old as Nate, right?" 
Um, uh, maybe give him a shout out. Okay. Yeah. Preston, um, I, I don't think, I think he's been wearing the same clothes since his, he was 18, right? <laughs> he, he's always wearing his jumpsuit. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, I think a really impressive and uh, impressive nostalgic, uh, you know, figure in our sport, you know, coming out with the plastic fenders. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like revolutionary and, and he was good friends with uh, Franco Acherbys. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, shout out to him and happy birthday. And uh, that's pretty awesome. And, and my son's name is Preston. So. Yeah. I saw, I, I saw Preston at a motion pro event uh, a few years back and he was wearing his coveralls and, and, it, and, um, uh, Chris Carter from Motion Pro has tons of vintage bikes, like really cool vintage bikes. And I got to walk around with Preston and, you know, he knew about all the old stuff and it was kind of cool to, you know, him telling me about the old stuff, but what he was most interested in was the electric bike. <laughs> they, they had, um, uh, some zeros there and I think he'd been, he'd been flat tracking on them and, uh, I'm pretty sure it was zero, uh, but he was, he was, he was so interested in the new, the modern, the, 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 the. The old stuff was like, okay, yeah, I've it kind of been there and done that, and now this is this is where it's going. He was he was a kick to hang out with, so pretty cool. Um, let's see, uh, Victor thinks that the guy who was asking about a bike for his wife should get her a CR five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> hey, hey, I wore out a few. I, I let Faye ride my five hundred once. I said, well, if you can start it, you can ride it. Fire that thing up and. Ping, ping, ping! Right over. Shoot yeah, me. yeah. That's that's. That, you should that, go for it. That doesn't that doesn't work anymore. That if you can start it, you can ride it, kind of thing. Because everything <laughs> has electric start. It's not like all these these old tricks don't seem to work. Uh, let's see. Andrew McDaniel says, "By the way, I will now part with my XR650R," um, and he's saying that it's better than stock because uh, Steve Henschfield helped him set it up. So. Um, yeah, just uh, you know, log into the chat room, and I'm sure most of the guys here will sell you some of the junky bikes that they don't want anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, did you ever ride and race with Scott Summers? Uh, yeah, I did. Actually, uh, some of our career paths, um, you know, crossed, and we were, and uh, I had an opportunity to go da- back to uh, Scott's ranch in Kentucky at two different occasions. Um, one in like 96 and rode my first GNCC in Ohio and it was muddy, greasy, toughest thing I ever did. Um, and you know, I, I, you know, I was riding, riding, riding and, and the ruts were so deep. The leading axle fork was like like hanging (laughs) up on, you know, I was riding a 600. It was the same as, you know, like Scott's bike. No, but didn't he have his magic fork and shocks? Yeah, but he... He liked he had the white power upside down forks at one time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But he he all, always went uh, back to the uh, the Showas, the conventional. Yeah, yeah, the conventional with the uh, Eric Kripa mods and and stuff in them. And those those were his fave. You know, um, he did have the the WP rear shock that he you know he swore by, and it really helped them. But uh, but yeah, so I I went back there and and we rode and. And I was on my last lap of that GNCC, and I was just done struggling. My thighs were burning, holding my legs up in the mud the whole time. And Scott, I think, had a problem during that race. And so uh, Ogilvy went back there with me, and he told Scott, hey, go follow Johnny. Um, You know, I don't know if he's going to make it. And so (laughs) I got to this one point. We went down this big hill, 
and there's just big old creek and then came up the other side and it was so sloppy. I remember everything I could do. I got down the bottom. I got stuck. Scott came up behind me, rode my bike up the hill for me. <laughs> I hiked up. He went back down and rode his up and, and, uh, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, we had a lot of fun back there. It was a good time. Yeah. I, uh, I got to go and, and do some stories, you know, race, go race with Scott and, uh, you know, stay at his ranch and had that whole similar, similar experiences, except I got to ride an XR 280. <laughs> so it's a, a little bit, a little bit easier than riding the, the, the big bikes. Uh, Robert Miller also asked Johnny, did you ever ride the Honda TR 200 fat cat? <laughs> the, the fat cat. I think I might've putted that thing around out in the Southern Valley once or twice, but Hey, no. my, my dad has one, <laughs> so I put some serious time on them. Mashing the poison oak trails, mashing the poison yeah, oak trails. Yeah, they're, they're really fun. Like, they power slide with those big old tires, but when they start bouncing, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that didn't take uh, <laughs> catch on. So, uh, Rodrigo Lopes asks... It seems like the KTM 300 TPI lost horsepower compared to the 2017 Makuni carburetor. Why do you thing and why? It says thing. I'm, I'm serious. I didn't mispronounce that. Thank you. Uh, is, is that baiting the hook? Does anybody want to know if that's a, is that is he baiting the hook? <laughs> He's trying to get me going. <laughs> um, everybody. So there's the people that are really stuck on carburetors. They like carburetors. And they'll always like find some sort of nugget on why the that's horribly jetted. Actually, it wasn't that bad, but it was not a fuel injected bike. And uh, so, uh, so Rodrigo, I, I gotta I gotta ask you. So when you're riding that bike and you've got that throttle like you know wide open, I mean you're stretching the throttle cable, right? Your Makuni cable that goes to the carburetor. You're stretching that throttle cable. And the bike's reaching peak horsepower. Now that's like right where it's pulling super hard, and you're not going to over rev. I'm talking about when that power valve is like right wide open. So you're riding that like that all the time, and that number is a little bit bigger than the number on your or your other one. Or did you find some guy on the internet that that said that the number's less? Because the wait, the number you're talking about that peak horsepower number. That's when your throttle's like wide open, you're wide open, and you're at peak horsepower, peak RPM, that that number. That's the one you're concerned about, right? That's where I ride all the time. You ride all the time there? Never. Kendall? I try. Yeah, yeah, I know you try. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. So that number may be more than the one that the new the new bike makes, but I'm not sure. So... I think uh, you actually they they make a lot of car a lot of different carburetors, and I bet you you could actually take a carburetor and you could you could probably drill a hole in your gas tank on your fuel injected bike and put a regular petcock in there and run the thing the fuel down to your carburetor. You just throw all that electric stuff aside, and it probably might make more horsepower too. <laughs> but <laughs> because all those extra wires and stuff, I mean, what, what do you need? don't we have one of those out in your garage here? The three hundred TPI. No, the my, one with the hole in the tank and the carburetor. I yeah, I have a couple of them. I think I was trying to make bike. I was trying to modify. I, actually, I'm gonna. That's it. I, why do I even bother doing this podcast? Trying to make money doing this, I should just invent the carburetor conversion kit because it'll make more horsepower. There is there is no way 
that <laughs> there's I, I, I'm going to walk away right now. I'm going to do the carburetor conversion kit because everybody knows that the carburetor conversion kits and all the fuel injected cars are the rage now, right? That's what everybody goes and backs and gets, you know, because because we're all driving with pedal mashed and wide open and, you know, want peak horsepower. There's nothing about drivability. Nothing. Uh, so, um, sorry, Rodrigo. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry that you thanked me. What do I think? Did I explain what I thought or did I just make a joke? I don't think it matters. I don't think that number. Um, you know what You know what I would really do if, if that happened to me, if I had the old bike and I put it on the dyno and I put the new bike on the dyno, I would go find another dyno to put my TPI bike on that made more horsepower than the first dyno. That's what I would do. <laughs> so, uh, and Mark Daniels tell me, tells me that pinion gear can be made by a machinist. And I, I have one thing at what cost, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you know somebody, uh, send them, uh, send them my way. Uh, Marco joined. He wants to come and pick up his KTM 250 EXE that actually has been lowered for his wife. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm, Marco. I'm not kidding. Uh, there's a lowered KTM 250 EXE out there that uh, we got running. Let's see. Uh, Johnny, uh, are you guys worried about Ricky Brabeck jumping ship now for a better offer? Nah. 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 I don't think Ricky would do that to us, you think? I don't know. When's his contract up? His contract up is uh, 2022 Dakar after that. So oh. we're not worried about it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it then. <laughs> yeah, if, he, if he's around for a while. <laughs> so if he wins two more, then I'd be really worried about it. Because yeah. then uh, you know how much money gets thrown at somebody like that? Yeah, we'll worry about it then. Yeah, worry about it then. Uh, we're, we're, I, we're locked in for the next two, so uh, um, you know Honda's pretty happy with him, and Ricky's happy where he's at. Yeah, I would, I would be happy too. Uh, let's see. And Marco says, solid crew watching this and learning. Thanks for the lessons. Um, Kendall, you got to give, uh, Marco a, a riding tip right now. Cause I, I'm busy for a second. If you pass that <laughs> thing over here, um, a do, riding, do, do you know Marco, a riding tip? I mean, looking ahead at where you're going and not looking ahead is a really good riding tip to practice. And, uh, you you know Marco, don't you? Remember he was kind of sponsored Quinn in District 30, 37 back when Quinn started riding the XR600? He invented he, snowboarding? He invented snowboarding. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's actually, that's for him specifically, that's a really good tip. Right, Marco? We try to, we try to roll on the throttle smooth, but also <laughs> roll off the throttle just as smooth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so there, Marco, you got a lesson, and uh, I may or may not see you tomorrow, depending on where I'm riding or when I'm riding. Uh, Preston Campbell, when are we going to ride at the cabin? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Preston, when your mom wants to go up to the cabin, we can go ride up there, because evidently I was mean to her, and she's afraid to go back. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to talk You got to talk Faye into going, and then we'll, uh, we'll ride up to the cabin. But right now, well, actually... Uh, Dave sent me a picture from the cabin, so he got up there in the snow. Um, hey, come on, Jimmy. He needs a half-day ride, a, a real legit half-day ride. 
we kind of did that to him when I have pictures of it when when he was uh, he was on the 150. Was he on the 150? Yeah. Or was it 85? Hey, 12 hours or 150 miles. Yeah, the real one. I I can barely do those anymore. But, <laughs> but um, we I. It was a was it the one fifty because when he stalled is that when we made him do push ups? Yeah, every time. Yeah, it's hard, that, you know, hard to keep a motocross <laughs> bike like that running on those trails. <laughs> and and Ricky thought he was special with us picking on him. <laughs> <laughs> hey Preston, you remember that? Did we make how many? How much did we make you do push ups? I remember we got up to the, that 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 broken down cabin that was on the way up there, and and he was like he was pooped. He was done. <laughs> it was. You're like, do push-ups. I think his favorite thing was buying the frozen steaks, putting them in the back ha- backpack in Mojave, <laughs> yeah. and then riding the cabin and then cooking them. That's yeah. what he always <laughs> talks about. Yeah, we can do that. We'll do a do a half day ride. Kendall will go with us. We'll ride down one of those down one of those downhills that you showed me what it was like to go down one of those downhills. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and I'm like, the first time I like, you're crazy, and then the second time I'm like, no, this guy's really good. Like I'm, I'm getting old and washed up. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Andrew says he says he'll never kickstart it. Uh, something about kickstarting an XR650. I don't understand. I actually, actually, they they start really good for for such a. Those things start big. simple as long as they're they're jetted right and yeah. piece of cake. Uh, <laughs> but if I was him, I'd just get a, a 450X with a button. I mean, <laughs> I think he, I think he, I know Rob. So there's Rob from Rescue 3 and Andrew, Andrew from Rescue 3. Rob just got a, he was an XR650L guy. Loved that thing. And he, I saw him riding around on his new 450. He's got it all gizmo gadgeted out. He has lots of stuff on the handlebars and some bags because he, you know, carries the rescue stuff with him. And he, I, I, anytime anybody would listen, I heard him talking about how much he liked that bike. And I don't know what Andy has. I'm not sure what Andy's, uh, he might still be riding around at 650. Um, so, uh, that now that now there's, now they're making deals on trying to buy each other's bikes here in the the forum (laughs) right in front of us. Uh, Jamie Campbell mentions Johnny, does everyone know that your little brother was faster than you? Yeah, Jamie, Jamie, uh, he beat me a couple times, but uh, he he couldn't stay off the ground as much, so he 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 desired a cage. So when we put him in the cage, he's really happy with that new Honda Talon. Yeah, Raceco's making all sorts of nice parts. And Raceco is his company, Raceco USA. Jamie yep. Campbell. Yep, he's uh, Fabmaster. The Fabmaster. He built the uh, XR100 that we uh, raced the Baja 500 on. That's how I got my factory ride with you that year. Remember? Yeah. That was my tryout. That was your tryout. <laughs> you had to ride an XR80 in the Baja 500. Hey, um, uh, this is of, of important note to you, Kendall. Uh, Jamie never got his uh, hardcore trail riding license. He, really? He, he, never, he could never do the half-day trail ride. He, he tried. So I think he had like five tryouts. And, and one of the rules on those trail rides is you're not allowed to cuss. You can't say bad words. Especially when your bike's like kind of off the trail and you can't get it back on, and you're like, <laughs> you're, you're we're, we're waiting for you around the corner, and you just hear like bad words. It's that, that that's an instant instant demerit. So, Jamie was so close once. We were we were on this one switchback trail, and we were basically down down the and it was roads all the way back, and uh, all you heard was, I can't say that word. <laughs> 
F- like it, 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 it echoed. He knew. He, he knew. Yeah, he couldn't. I think. I. I. I don't know if he was on a XR. Probably an XR six hundred. Yeah, six hundred days. XR six hundred. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I just remember me and Dave just going, "Oh man." <laughs> so okay. Uh, um. So Preston, da- that just means we need to invite Uncle Jamie on the next trail ride. Yeah. Then that way I won't be the 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 most out of shape dude. <laughs> I saw I saw Jamie I saw Jamie at the Baja HQ thing so he's actually looking pretty good. I thought I thought Jamie would be a much bigger boy by now, like uh, quite a bit bigger. He's doing great. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> here's Chris Real. Did you notice I got the name right this time? Uh, Chris Chris says. Do a twin carb model replacement on the TPI. Use the XR500 manifold. That might work. That's even before your time, right, Johnny? Did you ever have to work on those twin carb XRs? I've touched on those things. Uh, my dad had a twin carb 600. Um, but o- Ogilvy showed me a little bit about them. But fortunately, uh, they were they went much, away. pretty much extinct by the time I started those bikes. I had a twin carb 200. XR two hundred R with the RFVC uh, head, and uh, it used to like to burn holes in the piston <laughs> when I would hold it wide open, like at peak <laughs> RPM, stretching the throttle cable in a sand wash. Because you know what's funny is I ride some of my older KTM RFS two fifties, so same like two thousand and four or five, kind of same time when the CRF two fifty X came out, and you ride those turds now. And see how much how much power they're getting out. Like compare if you compared like the CRF two fifty X you know to an RX for instance, it's just like there's no comparison in, in power. No, yeah. I mean the torques the torques pretty good on on both of them. They, the 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 older bikes have good torque. They just don't rev and make the kind of power that uh, that the new bikes. Yeah, and it's all application. I mean, you know the the two fifty X was a really great trail riding bike, but you know the RX. You could trail ride it just fine, but it's also a, a very, you know. You can moto it. Yeah, I feel a, like I, I feel like I can almost moto it better than the than the uh, R for for me for yeah. It has a little style has a little more torque and and uh, but it's you know it's a full on supersonic race bike. So it'd be interesting to like ride that old two hundred R to ride, or even the, the old XR two fifty, you know, compared to you know what a tur- <laughs> man how slow. <laughs> How slow must those things have been? I got to say, XR250, uh, Preston had one in the shop this week. His buddy needed, uh, wanted, he said, just just make it run. Well, the thing was an immaculate. It was, it was still like a 2002 XR250. Uh. But Preston, he, uh, you know, cleaned the, cleaned the pilot jet and got it running for him and stuff. But uh, then he went and rode it, and Preston goes, Dad, this is just like a big XR100. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, power to weight might be the same. Yeah, it's pretty close for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Kip wants to know if Ricky is doing the Sonora Rally. Uh, yeah, we haven't announced anything yet, but unofficially, yeah, we'll be down at the Sonora Rally with Ricky. And, um, you know, hopefully we have a, a really good time. That's one of my favorite races, by the way. It's really, Darren Skelton does a really great job with that. It's because you. It's because you got to go pre-running with me down there. 
like what, 15 years ago? 15 years ago. We 20 just years ago. It, it was filled up the seven gallon tanks and went straight through on the On XR650s. Yeah. Where are we going, Jimmy? Cap uh, 192 for 120 kilometers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's that work? I don't know. We're just going to go riding. Yeah. Uh, good times. Um, John Howell, Hellman says, I'm thinking of booting my 08 450X and getting a new 450L. What do you guys think of the new 450L? Um, I think it's a great idea because, one, you you, you have a fuel-injected bike that has new technology, the new chassis, um, you know, and probably the best thing about it is you just you can get a plate straight away and don't have to hassle with the, you know, going green sticker or not or whatever. But uh, the license plate is is a key. If in in, in uh, so the, if you're looking for a license plate, the L is no, there's no question about that. Um, but if you don't need a license plate, uh, the X is that much more off road. Yeah, the new X is, uh, you know, uh, it's almost the same bike as the L. I mean, the L, you know, has uh, features to make it legal on the street. Yeah, of it's course. quieter and a little, but little the heavier. But, but the chassis, the engine, the transmission, everything is the same as the X. Yeah, and so you can, you know, if you don't need to go on the street or don't want to, the X is is a very capable machine. And and, and if you if you know a guy, you can make it really capable, <laughs> like in Nevada. Yeah, like, uh, you know, Kendall and Preston and Ricky, they're, they're racing 450Xs are, you know, turning out to be a really nice race bike, and we're really happy with those. And um, But you could virtually do the same thing with the L. Yeah. yeah. it's Yeah, it's like I said, it's the same architecture. It's the same, yeah. same thing. Um, let's see. Uh, Andrew wants to – Andrew McDaniel wants to congratulate Preston on uh, the Sprint Enduro Championship. So that was a West Coast, or is yeah, it District Thirty Seven? It was just it was a District uh, Thirty Seven because really there the uh, the old school enduro series is non-existent anymore. So they revamped it and made it a sprint enduro series. So no more timekeeping. Uh, Johnny, what are your top two places you have ridden in your life, and where do you want to ride but haven't? <laughs> well, I. I probably can't say a couple of spots that I've ridden, <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Baja guy. I love going down the peninsula and, and I still to this day see new places down there and it's phenomenal, uh, to ride there, but I've also ridden up in, you know, Washington and, and had some awesome single track up in those, that state. And, you know, I, I seem to find some some pretty great places wherever we go. But and uh, as far as going riding, man, you know what? It sure would have been nice to ride through some of that area in Saudi Arabia. I tell you, that was I, I just, that was an amazing place. It made it made me think, like, man, I, I might want to go back and try to do that again. <laughs> you know, just to ride. And that's what I remember about you know racing in Africa. Um, it's much as it was like racing. And it was, you know, a job, and it was serious, man. I, there's some of the, some of the best, most vivid memories of the most beautiful places that I've ever ridden. You know, pink sand dunes on the on the side of the Niger River, and and yeah. you know, and like 
things that, you know, I didn't realize that you could ride two and 300 miles and never have to go through a hoop doo <laughs> <laughs> you know, on your dirt bike. So uh, stuff like that is pretty cool. Kendall, where's your favorite places? Oh, man, that's such a really tough question. I mean, there's some really memorable places. I feel like when I went over and did Romaniacs, the Carpathian Mountains, oh, the I, Carpathian I, Mountains, yep. like some of the trails, single track trails were just like some of the best I've ever ridden. Um, like Johnny said, I really, really enjoyed riding Baja and some of the mystiques of Baja and some of the different areas really are really a good time. And especially if the weather's right and the, the crew you have with these rides, really fun. And I mean, I've had really good rides growing up in Sequoia, Dove Springs. Uh, I went to Sawtooth Mountains one time or National Forest and it was unreal. So I like forests and forests and desert, I would say. But yep. those spots I named were definitely some of the top. Let's see. Um, we got those ones out of the way. And uh, George is nice enough. He put a Raceco's uh, website up in the... Uh, oh, awesome. Thanks, George. On the thing, on the form. Up to 88 people, George. 91 Fat Master, thanks you. Yeah. It looks, like, it looks like you're going to have to sit in the sidelines for a little while. I'm going to bring in, you know... High power co-hosts <laughs> like this. Logan's over there smiling. He's all. He's all. No problem. Bring it. You got. You got to just bump that your Instagram handle. We got to give that out so you can get more followers like these guys. <laughs> he just left. Um, Andrew says we skipped this. Did you guys study Saudi Arabia and know what it was like? That it was like our backyard. Uh, I can say that I spent a lot of time on Google Earth. Uh, probably enough to where they were probably watching. Why is this guy looking at Saudi Arabia on Google Earth so much? <laughs> Why is this American dude look so interested in it? And yeah, pull you know, looking at looking at what the ground looked like and comparing it to places we had around here for you know for you know training to try to find some similar similar stuff. And we just could kind of only guess what um, what we thought uh, it was going to be like. But um, yeah, I know. And I talked to a couple of people that had been there, so, and they didn't exactly like Ricky says it's like Barstow. They didn't say it was like Barstow, <laughs> but uh, Barstow without the hoops. That's what he said all the time. Barstow without the hoops. Yeah. So, um, uh, did I use stock gearing on my KTM 300 and the King of the Hammers? Yes, I did, Kyle. Uh, yeah, the bike was. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, actually, I've got a video about the bike. <laughs> that I have to edit, but I'm not very good at that, so I haven't done it. Uh, but yeah, stock gearing on that thing. Uh, I think it was 1450. Yeah, that's uh, sounds good to me. Yeah, it got up to 97 a minute ago, but then you interrupted Johnny, and, and we lost. And it dropped down to 90. Okay, so if I quit interrupting, we might actually tap 100 live viewers. <laughs> <laughs> World record. Well, I'm I'm getting pretty thirsty. <laughs> uh, um. Kendall Norman. Ed Eduardo Rojas says, Saludos a Kendall Norman. Sus amigos de Sonora or Brig or, or I can't speak Spanish. Or Orbagun. Sounds like Oregon. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about like amazing places that I've ridden and I rode with uh, my friend Pinchy Ramon in <laughs> uh, Obregon with some friends over there and we went to the Copper Canyon. Oh. And wow. On mainland. Yeah, on mainland yeah. and rode through some mountains and some nice dirt roads and it was really saludos. Saludos. 
Uh, Kip wants to know, Johnny, do you have a good story about Bruce and something that he taught you? Well, we don't have four or five hours, <laughs> right? <laughs> Kip, that's forever. We can, uh, we can definitely talk about that for a long, long time. What's probably like one, one thing? Oh gosh. You know, I mean, Bruce was so amazingly organized and, and, uh, his memory was just so powerful. And, and I think, uh, you know, I could, I feel like I can never achieve like his organizational skills, but, um, he definitely taught me a lot about that. And, and also about the feeling on the bike, like, like testing and a test method and, and things like that. So, you know, I listened to the, I listened to Bruce for 17 years with my ears, you know, down and, and, uh, never really questioned one thing that he told me. And, and, uh, but uh, those those two things, I think, the testing and the organization skills is is what really has helped me in the you know my career. Yeah, I was gonna say just right off the top of my head, just you know how organized he was, and <clears throat> just everything had a system. There was like kind of a, kind of a system. This is this is kind of this is the steps to do to do that. I remember, he used to think I was a goofball. Actually, <laughs> I know a question I want to ask. Did, how did you convince him to let me ride with you in? In 90, 96 was the first time, right? Yeah, 95. 95 Baja 1000. I think it was 96. No, 95. Okay, one of those years. It was Tijuana to La Paz. Right. Uh, I think we we went through a, a period of like, you know, there wasn't uh, there wasn't a lot of choices for really strong partners and stuff, and and you weren't really pushing your racing career or anything at that point, but... Um, but I think Bruce really respected you because of your grit and your tenacity. And so even though he thought some of your methods were a little crazy, he knew, <laughs> you know, he knew enough that I needed to go riding with you and, and start riding weekly with you to, uh, you know, enhance my scale, my skills and, and my toughness and stuff. And so I don't, I don't think it was a really hard sell or anything. It's just, uh, but, uh, you know, I think he trusted you with your, you know, your abilities. So, so what I'm, what I'm getting is there was really nobody else. It's like, I was kind of like one of the last guys available. Well, you, you were, <laughs> you were, you were a magazine guy. I didn't so. even race. I, I quit. I think. You quit, you quit I racing. Quit. <laughs> so, so as far as the racers at that point, it, it was, uh, it wasn't a lot of choices, you know, and, and, uh, some of the, you know, the green brand had a lot of, a lot of the great riders, they snapped them all up and yeah. So, um, you were, you were definitely a top pick and, and, uh, definitely in last, last guy available, last guy available. <laughs> uh, okay. Dustin asks, Jimmy, are you going to the Moran race this weekend? Uh, the pits are by you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, like one race and I'm back. I, back. I'm not, I'm not back, <laughs> no more, no more, no more racing. No, I won't. I probably, probably won't, probably won't be there. Uh, we convinced you, Johnny, you convinced Andrew to, and Andrew <coughs> McDaniel to buy a new 50, 450X. He says it's his choice. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. Uh, and Eric Hall says the 450X got this fat ADV rider through the Sonora rally. So, and then, and George put up your, uh, JCR speed shop yeah. is in there. That can fix your, can that fix your, uh, L? They yeah, know, they know how to do that. Yep, there's some guys. You yep. know, some guys. Yep, you should have talked about those guys. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. Uh, oh, <laughs> tell your George is pumping it up, trying to get the very important question for you guys. Important. Um, Patty Blaze asks, "What are we doing next February for Johnny's big fiftieth birthday?" Um, I don't know, Patty, but there's got to be a, a band involved. A band. <laughs> Is Just it a, tell, tell, get Stevie and trust me on board, a band, and we'll have some fun. <laughs> um, let's see. Will Preston be on a 450 at the Heron Hound on Sunday? Yeah. 100%. Are we talking about racing again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help it. I mean. Uh, yeah. So he will be on the 450 at the Heron Hound? Yeah. Is it a national? Yeah, it's a national in uh, post-Texas. Okay. Yep. So he'll be there on his 450X. Yep. Um, Johnny, have you effectively moved into Bruce Ogilvie's shoes at Honda, meaning you can help Honda bring cool bikes to the market? <laughs> Asks Robert Miller. <laughs> well, I've I've been involved the last several years in, in uh, the new generation of CRFs off-road. So the L and the X and the RX series, um, I've been involved with some of the development of, uh, of those models. And on that same question, Levi wants to know, what do you think is better for desert racing, 450 RX or 450 X? We'll leave that one to Kendall. Yeah, I mean, the 450 RX is a great bike, but as far as desert's concerned, I would definitely choose the 450 X. I mean, it comes with a six-speed transmission, and a chassis a little more compliant for your desert needs. And, I mean, you really can't go wrong. Yeah, I I totally agree. I agree 100%. I think uh, it's not not so much the sixth gear for, like, you know, desert racing, but the, the just the chassis, the way that the, the bike just – it doesn't, doesn't feel as sharp or as harsh to me. It just – Yeah, the chassis – It plows through stuff better. Suspension and everything is going to be a lot more forgiving and give you a lot better of a ride than the RX is going to give you. Yep. Where the RX is designed more for motocross track and a GP kind of course, you know. Uh, Dan McGranahan wants to know who can do bigger whips, Kendall Norman or Timmy Wiegand? Uh, Jimmy Lewis. I can't do I can put my butt out farther off the side of the motorcycle. Now that's what we're talking about. Yeah, butt whip. <laughs> it's kind of like a scrub. I kind of do the scrub too where you like turn your whole – your body stay – your bike stays straight off the jump. But you turn your whole body like kind of crooked on the bike, so your butt goes off one side and your shoulders both on the other side, and that's a that's a kind of like a butt scrub. <laughs> can you do that one, Kendall? Quinn Cody. Quinn Cody can do that oh, one too. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was copying me. Does Quinn, does Quinn see my style sometimes? Yeah, you guys ride uh, together. Yeah. Um, when if Victor wants to know when is your birthday? My birthday. Yeah. When's your birthday? In February oh. or March? I don't know. Ask Patty. Ask Patty. <laughs> so, um, okay. I think we've rifled through most of the questions in the uh, in the chat room. Um, it's, wow, 8 o'clock. That went through pretty quick. Dang. Yes. Look at that. And everybody that's sitting in front of us is now asleep. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're did. looking at their phones or asleep. And yep. <laughs> Hey, Gabe, when are you going to get this thing all edited up? I try for tomorrow. Try for tomorrow. Well, I mean, I'm not going to give you any money because last time it was like it made you go away. 
It's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow we're going to go look at potential tour routes, right? Yeah. Analyze some tours. Yeah. Uh, so um, through uh, through my riding school business and stuff, we might be having some uh, tours where you can go riding with Johnny Campbell, uh, which would be super cool. I think it'd be super cool. Uh, hopefully my uh, my nose holds in. <laughs> so. I'm already a mouth breather anyway, so it doesn't make too much of a difference. Uh, any uh, any parting thoughts, guys? Anything else? Got any other? What's what's a good? Tell me a good a good Dakar story for this year. Well, a good Dakar story would be uh, you know, <laughs> I think Kendall and I were both like you know once we got like a few days into this thing and Ricky's leading it, and just every day you're just you know, kind of hoping, all right, hope, you know, hope we don't make any mistakes, uh, on Ricky's end or my end or, or Kendall's end. And, and so we were just really careful about, you know, what, what we, what we would say around Ricky and, and we would also, um, just, you know, encourage him and we'd look at the road books and, and stuff. But I think it, you know, about halfway through Kendall and I were kind of like, should we change the motor? We got to change the motor. We're, we, you know, we're getting nervous, Nelly and stuff. And, uh, you know, we had some discussions about it, of course, with engineers and, and they assured us everything was looking good and, and we kept analyzing stuff the best that we could. But, um, yeah, about halfway through, we wanted to swap the motor, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm glad we didn't, you know, cause that would have been a, a 15 minute plus penalty and who knows if that motor would have, you made it the whole way too. So it's, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, this from building motors, yeah. you know, all the times you build all the Baja motors and stuff, it's like you, you put them together and you could do two of them perfect. And one's going to last so long and another one's going to last this long. And it's, it's just maybe, and I think now with all the materials testing and stuff has gotten so much better. Uh, but it still, I've, I remember when, when I was in Dakar, they, 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 the, you, you you were there the year I was there. Remember the year I ran it without oil for all yeah. that time? Yeah, it was pretty good. Big rocks. Good <laughs> Big rocks. Yeah. Good, yeah. Drained all the oil out, rode it for like 100 kilometers yeah. with no oil. Um, well, I got some oils from those Touareg guys. I went and they gave me their <laughs> used oil that they took out of there that they were using. They were burning it is what they were using, but I it was better than what was in there, which was nothing. And we poured it in and it kind of lubed everything up. But they changed my motor after that. And you back then you were allowed to change the motor. You had a you had a a homologated motor or a second motor that had been verified and they could swap it and they put it in. But they took that motor back to Germany and said that I could have finished the race on that motor. It was still fine. And I mean, that's the, that's a big air cooled, you know, yeah. BMW, uh, you know, and also maybe the, whatever oil they were running inside, it was good. It was really sticky stuff and it stayed there. But yeah, sometimes you just, you just never, you know, just never know. Like you hear, I mean, think about just, for instance, just stock bikes. And they, you know, there's, they, they do, let's say 3000 of them. And then, you know, there's going to be the, there's going to be the 30 of them that just for some reason, something breaks on them. And so like, you know, 1%. And uh, like, why, you know, why is that? Why is it one versus the other? And you just never, you never really know. Yeah. It's not, you know, nothing's perfect. You're, you're not perfect that, you know, so it was, it was just uh, one thing that, you know, we were, we as like experienced racers over the years and knowing what things are going through, we're, we're just like, you know, we were just and he, really wanted to err on the side of caution. But and he had enough time built up to where you could have done that and he still would have had the lead. 
Yeah, and that's what we were kind of looking at. But you know, Ricky was like, "Nope, things running good. Things running good. Let's let's keep it rolling." And yeah. We're like, okay, so you know, we trusted our process and we trusted the team, and and uh, yeah, we made it happen. So. Yeah, yeah. But what, was it fun? <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast. I don't know. Kendall, it's a, Kendall it's, had it's a lot of work, yeah. I mean, looking back on it, yeah, it was a great experience. It was fun. It was a lot of work. Uh, culturally, the country was a lot different than we're used to. Yep. And that that was interesting to be a part of it. Also, got to get used to it at first. But, um, yeah, there was parts of the desert that looked really interesting and really beautiful and really fun. And then there was parts that looked so flat and vast, like you kind of – lost your sense of direction in them because you just is like a mirage effect yeah and then the camels and everything yeah it was interesting <laughs> the yeah the food was decent like if you've ever been to like i don't know taste of india or any of those taste of the middle east like any of those middle eastern restaurants and you get kind of like accustomed to that like times that by 10 it was better than wasn't bad huh I think it beat our, beat my expectations on a lot of fronts that country, and yeah, it was a it was a good host country, I would say. Yeah, having having not been there or or to the south, you know, South American ones and stuff, it's kind of hard to come. I mean, just remember how gnarly, like, and Johnny would could be able to compare it to the African ones, a lot, lot different, a lot nicer, yeah. <laughs> different shaking his head africa was was africa was africa it was tough the food the food is tough so, in africa so gnarly but the uh spaghetti every night for me yeah spaghetti I mean, with ketchup you, just had to, you had to go with something safe there for sure yeah so okay a couple other quick questions came in um what did you think of skylar howe's effort you guys yeah skylar rode great yeah, Skyler did a, a heck of a job. You know, he he came out and and did some work with us. Uh, you know, with Jimmy and stuff in December, and he actually impressed me. You, you know, there he did a really good job and uh, with his navigation and stuff. And uh, but yeah, in in uh, Saudi, he he put together a really great effort and finished uh, ninth overall. You know, top ten. Yeah, and he even had you know had to go through some adversity and. Um, his racing partner, um, you know, got hurt and, and, uh, Garrett, you know, yeah. and stuff. And so that his, his racing boss and he also, I know he broke a, like a swing arm pivot bolt one day twice and, and oh, twice, twice. twice yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which and, is really weird. Yeah. And, and not being on a factory team and, and finishing the, in the top 10 is, is, a very uh honorable was he was he uh, was he considered an elite rider was he in that group no not yet but now he is oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. once you're in top 10 and stuff like that yeah Yeah. so so uh so he earned it he did a great job so cool well everybody's saying uh thanks you guys killed it on the uh dakar effort and stuff um oh yeah kendall did you change up ricky's suspension based on the train for each stage uh, no, he basically came up with a setting before the race and, uh, just ran it. I mean, he came up with something he was comfortable with and he knew what it would do and what it wouldn't do. And he did a really good job keeping, uh, keeping it going. And yeah, so basically the suspension setting stayed the same. Yeah. 
And that's what he was riding the last couple times we were out here with, right? Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah I knew, same, I, same I, I, I knew when he got happy with that bike. It was kind of funny because, like last year, he was kind of back and forth and back and forth. And there was some time this year when he came back, and you could just tell, you know, you know, they're just the way Ricky is. He just, he, it's, all of a sudden, it's not an issue anymore. It's like, okay, I'm done with that. It was like yeah. he, he felt like he was done with suspension testing. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he likes good. to do stuff, get it put to bed, so he can concentrate well, on the riding, next thing. navigating. So. All right, and everybody, hey, thanks for uh, joining us on this uh, Tuesday night. Uh, if you're live, if you're watching this on the, the YouTubes or listening to it, uh, thanks again. Tell a friend about Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Uh, oh, yeah, you can get a T-shirt. Look, they're right up there. Um, <laughs> Dirt Bike Test T-shirts. And the one guy that ordered one last week, I'll probably send it out this week, I think. <laughs> I gotta, But first, I got I to gotta clean the bathroom and broom, uh, broom out the shop. But right after that, I'll get, I'll get to that shirt order. And uh, thanks to Kendall and Johnny for uh, coming out tonight and uh, everybody else for hanging out. Uh, We will uh, likely see you next Tuesday for our 50th episode. There's a rumor we're going to be at Ramiro's Mexican Restaurant in Pahrump, Nevada for that show. 50th isn't next. Okay, so... We're, so on since 48. I, we're at the 48th. So maybe at the 49th, we'll go down there and just test it out. We'll test the waters down there. And if the <laughs> internet connection's bad and stuff, we'll do the 50th back here. So we'll, we'll see how it works. So maybe we'll see you at Ramiro's next Tuesday. So for uh, Kendall and Johnny, this is Jimmy Lewis, and we will see you out on the trail. Cheers. Thank you.